Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Terra Incognita, the adventure podcast and the Rorima Expedition special features. You know, Rorima is where Arthur Conan Doyle's famous book, The Lost Worlds, is set. And you can totally imagine a dinosaur appearing. A remote location expedition is an exceptionally complex thing to organize and run. The prow is like the feature of the wall, just like... Only 3% of the Earth's surface is covered in rainforest. Uh, it's one of those trips that doesn't, doesn't kind of seem real. I've never done a big wall before and I've always kind of wanted to, but it's like finding a decent partner or team. In conversation, I only catch about half the words. <laughs> I'm not sure if I understand the Guyanese or the British better. <laughs> I've just been worrying about the snakes and the anacondas and the river crossings. And I'm kind of looking forward to it being hard in a way, just like a bit of an endurance test and see how I do. There are so few areas in the world like this forest that we're going into. Like my whole life in a way has been moving towards being able to do expeditions such as these. Welcome to Terra Incognita, the adventure podcast, and the third in our special series on the Rorima expedition with Theo Holding. Uh, today I'm sitting down right now in front of me with Anna Taylor, who is the youngest member of the expedition team, and we're in a tiny little village called Wai Lang, which is in the middle of absolutely nowhere. I'm not sure I've ever been to a settlement this remote before. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure this is the most remote village I've ever spent time in. We're a really, really long way away from, I guess, like formal civilization, towns and roads and infrastructure. And it's a pretty wild place to sit down on the floor, get eaten by ants and have a chat about how the expedition's going. How is everything going so far? Um, I think it's going pretty well so far. Uh, I think the weather's been on our side. We haven't had any massive rain showers. We had one the night before we set off on the trek, but that's been it. Um, so the jungle's actually been quite pleasant. Um, today was a bit different. It was pretty hot. It's hotter than it's been in the past two days and pretty humid. And we had quite a steep hill to walk up to get to this village, which wasn't the most pleasant thing I've ever done. Um, but the reward for that was we got to visit this beautiful waterfall that's on the outskirts of the village of Wailang. And uh, it's just incredible because you can stand on top of it and you can see uh, the whole jungle everywhere that we've been walking through for the past two days um, so that was pretty special to be there so I think it's going really well. Ace um, before we we're going to kind of backtrack and tell the whole story I hope of how we got here Sure. but for those who don't know can you just um, 
explain who you are and where you come from and all of that. <laughs> I'll try. Um, so my name's Anna Taylor. Uh, I'm 21 and uh, I'm a climber who lives in the Lake District in England where I was born. Um, I mostly kind of specialise in trad climbing and uh, I kind of got in contact with Leo about nearly a year ago now and he invited me on this expedition. So that's kind of how I've ended up here. Cool. And so the last time we spoke, we were in Georgetown. Yes. So from the moment we landed in the remote airstrip on Philippi, in Philippi, um, what has happened? Let's talk through Philippi Village first. So Philippi Village <laughs> was an interesting one. Um, it was super cool to, to see how people live. I mean, you can only uh, access Philippi by plane. So these guys, I'd spoken to a few of them and most people said that they were born in Philippi and they lived there their whole life and they never left. Um, so it's quite an isolated community in that respect and everything they do is, is totally different to ours. You know, they've, you don't see people sitting around playing on phones because they don't have them. The facilities are really, really basic. And uh, yeah, they've, it's just a totally different way of life, which is really interesting to see. Um, there's a couple of slightly interesting characters that had drank too much of their local juice concoction and that wandering around in the night. But other than that, I mean, most of them were super, super friendly and really, really nice. Um, and yeah, that's where we picked up all our porters for this expedition, who seem like a really good bunch. I can't understand most of what they're saying, but I think they're pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> and has it been a culture shock? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I kind of, I didn't know what to expect coming into this expedition. So um, everything is kind of a surprise to me. I've never been anywhere like this. Um, but it's been a culture shock in a good way. It's, it's really cool to see somewhere so far removed from what I'm used to. And were you surprised by the amount of stuff there was still to do in Philippi? Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, the faffing was, it continued for several hours after we got there. I kind of thought it was going to be a, just like sort out a couple of bags, get everything packed and then we're ready. But, you know, we were there for hours. Leo was running around for a very long time trying to get everything sorted um, yeah it's it's mad how much work goes into these expeditions and it never really ends even once you've started there's still like tons of faffing to do every single day and was that particular element a surprise or were you expecting that um again i'm not really sure what i was expecting because i just have so little knowledge of trips like this i've never been on one um but i think on the whole it was probably more work than i thought it was going to be with that side of things yeah and then so the next day when we woke up, talk me through the first day in the jungle and the first steps you took into that rainforest. <laughs> um, yeah, well, super interesting day, obviously. Um, the first trek we did, it was fairly low key. It was all on pretty flat ground and we were kind of on the outskirts of the jungle. So the trails were actually quite good. They get used a lot by the locals. And uh, yeah, I, I think I was expecting worse things with, with mud and insects and stuff like that. And it, it was actually pretty it wasn't too bad we made our first camp for the night which was which was interesting I've never I'd spent one night in a hammock in Philippi I'm just kind of getting used to that which is a bit strange and listening to all the uh, the noises of the jungle when you're trying to go to sleep there was um something I think the the local guy said it was an armadillo that was like uh walking around in the middle of the night around our camp that we could hear so I was terrified because I immediately thought it's a jaguar <laughs> it's gonna eat me <laughs> um but no, it, it was cool. It was a good introduction. And can you describe, like, visually, what does a jungle camp look like? Um, yeah, it, it looks like 
a lot of hammocks strung up between a lot of trees, a bit of clear ground between them. Um, and then the porter guys that we've had with us are super skilled in living in these environments. And they built us, very kindly built us, some, um, some furniture every night. They've been building us tables out of logs, which is just awesome how quickly they find the correct wood and put it together to make like a really stable table. So that's been really useful to us. Yeah. And what have we learned from Walder and Leo about camping in jungles? Um, well, lots of things really. <laughs> um, just little tips and tricks here and there, like the thing where um, you've got to put your boots, you put two sticks in the ground and put your boots on top of them so you can't get insects in them every night. And I guess another one is just everything we have is in dry bags, which need to be, the second you take one thing out of them, you need to close them up again. And the same with hammocks, you cannot leave anything open because it will just get filled with insects. Yeah. Which hasn't happened yet, but amazingly, yeah, I'm sure I have it a will. It's going to. <laughs> um, cool. And then, how was yesterday? Yesterday, um, yesterday again. It was kind of similar to the first day. We, the trekking was mostly flat. On slightly, the paths were getting a little less well travelled, so it was slightly harder going. Um, we went to this little, it's not really a village, it was more of an outpost, I guess, uh, where a family lived, which we stopped there for a little break. And uh, I found a puppy that they had. I'm going to tell the story, I'm sorry, Matt. You can tell the story. <laughs> um, and it was super, super thin, and it was kind of curled up in the middle of the room. And uh, we'd made these food bags like a month or so previous to coming here. They have like beef jerky in them. So I had to get packets of that out and feed all the dogs. That's what I spent most of that time there doing. I think Leo and the other guys were having some pretty interesting conversations with the with the locals, but I was more focused on the dogs. Um, <laughs> so that happened, which is really good. And uh, then, yeah, we, we continued and then we camped again at just on the outskirts of another little village that I can't quite remember the name of. Um, super, super tiny, super remote in the middle of nowhere. Um, we had quite a fun river crossing with uh, some of the local kayaks that the, the guys had built, um, which was super tippy, but nobody fell in, so that was good. And yeah, a very similar night to the first, really, with the jungle camp. And how are you finding it all? I'm actually really enjoying it. Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, it's, it's hard, and I'm sure it's going to get much harder, but it's, I kind of like the fact that it's so out there and we're all so cut off from everyone else you know obviously we've got some technology but we're miles away from any sort of civilization the nearest thing to civilization is philippi and that's not really what you would call it and we're at least another two hours on a plane away from a proper town and uh yeah it's just nice being able to focus on just going day by day having an a to b and living really really simply it's really cool i like it yeah, and we're all walking for hours and hours every day through the jungle. And yeah, occasionally we all chat, but mostly it's, you know, heavy packs on, muscle on and move forwards. Mm. And we all spend those days thinking because we can't yeah. not. What's going through your brain? Uh, oh God, lots of things. <laughs> Nothing bad. There's no, I wish I hadn't come here, which I'm, I'm happy about. Um, I'm, I'm always pretty happy to be here. Um, yeah, just... I mean, some of the thoughts are definitely that I'm pretty lucky to have been put in this situation. Because, um, like, I mean, who gets to do stuff like this? It's crazy. Um, 
yeah, so I guess I've been thinking a bit about that and yeah, just trying to take in surroundings. And, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but I can't remember. <laughs> no, no, that, it makes sense. Yeah, because they're, they're often quite like, yeah, long jungly tracks. Yeah. Your mind wanders and drifts all over the place. Get your head down and go. Yeah. And how are you finding the team dynamic? Yeah, really good. I mean, everyone seems to get on super well. Um, obviously, Leo's kind of in charge, if you will, because um, he's got the most experience. He knows what he's doing. But um, I think because I came into this with the least experience out of everyone in, you know, I'd never been on a big expedition. I, I didn't really know what I was doing with anything. But I'm slowly starting to to know how to do a few bits so I can at least help with some things, even if it's just the cooking and stuff like that, which is nice. Um, and like learning how to just sort your own stuff out, put up hammocks and things, not needing to be helped with everything because I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Um, so it's nice learning stuff every day. Yeah. Do you think gender plays into it at all? Um, I mean, no. I. It, <laughs> that's kind of a hard question to answer. Um, I mean, I, I didn't want to come on this trip and obviously I am the only girl. Um, and I don't want to massively be treated differently or treated differently at all to, for that matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think living in a jungle is probably slightly harder for, for women than it is for men. You know, there's a few things that we find a little bit harder and, uh, you know, being the only woman in a group of guys. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't have any issues with it at all. It's, it's really enjoyable for me still. Do you find that you wish there was another woman here? Or does it not no, burn your mind? I actually wouldn't want that. Because I, I think if, um, if if that was the case, I, I think so in some situations it, it becomes like girls and then boys and then the girls kind of do their stuff together and it becomes a little bit separated. But I think this way, because I'm the only girl and the rest of you guys, it's easier for me to kind of be part of the team and, and do everything that you guys do or try to. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a steep learning curve. Yeah, totally. You're obviously nailing it. Um, I mean, just the things you're saying now, you know, it's quite obviously you're just adapting to it because I think people often don't realise how difficult and tiring this stuff is. And obviously it's going to get a lot harder for all of us, but what you're doing isn't easy, right? It's, mm. you know, you're trudging through the jungle, sweating. Walking up that hill earlier was brutal. Yeah, that was bad. That is. <laughs> you just have to get on with it and that's that. Yeah. So given what we're about to go and do over the next few days, mm. you know, trying to find the bags, more jungle trekking, the weather's probably going to get worse. What are you worried about? Ooh, um, I think the only thing I'm worried about is um, just very long ascents carrying very heavy loads because um, that was, I mean, today I kind of did struggle on that hill. I think I struggled more than any of the other guys did, um, just with the heat more than anything because I'm, I'm not used to that whatsoever. Um, but... Other than that, I, I don't think there's anything that I'm super worried about. Like, I, I know it's going to get a lot harder and, you know, the the approach to Roraima itself is going to be very interesting. But in a way, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Like, I'm looking forward to it being really, really tough and being able to get stuck in. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have that many worries about it. I think I'm just going to take it as it comes. Yeah, it's often the best way. Yeah, I'll worry about it then. <laughs> and have you been thinking about the wall at all? Uh... A little bit, yeah. Probably not as much as you think I would be. I, I've almost forgot we're actually on a climbing trip a lot of the time because so much of this trip is actually just getting there in the first place and you kind of get wrapped up in all that. But, I mean, I think in a way it's going to be a bit of a relief to get on the wall because at least then climbing's the one thing that 
I know what I'm doing with. I mean, I haven't done any big walls, but I know how to climb. So it'll be nice to, to get to a point where I'm not totally inexperienced. <laughs> and I think that'll be the wall. Um, and also it'll be nice to just kind of get under it, establish a base camp, not have to pack everything up every morning and move it all the way around to the next spot. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be good. I mean, it's going to be terrifying and loose and awful in some places, but it'll be nice to finally get stuck into what we're here to do. And again, we're a long way from the wall. I mean, we can't even see it. What we can see is incredible. You know, the sun's setting behind these amazing computers. But have you yet thought about whether or not you might do this sort of thing again? It's crossed my mind a few times. And, and at the moment, the answer would be yes. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I, it's hard to say because, you know, I've been doing this for three days out of like 28 or something ridiculous so I might feel differently at the end but at the moment yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying just being somewhere completely new and having something to focus on every day I think it's really good and it's such a nice change from my everyday life yeah it sounds like you're just sort of getting on with it and it's it honest it sounds like you're entirely unaffected by it just getting <laughs> I, on with I it I guess yeah I don't, I don't think it's affected me too much so far not I in think... a bad way anyway it might hit all of us when the rain comes. I think it will. Yeah, that'll be the, the deciding factor. <laughs> cool. I think we'll leave it there for now. Yeah, all right, we'll sign off. Cool. Until next time. <laughs> Thank you very much.